Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. We are glad that you are here. Today's show is called Thriving Through Curiosity, or we subtitled it Navigating Life Without Judgment. So we're going to talk about kind of two opposites today, which is judgment and curiosity. And I know many of you probably have been judged by somebody, by some sort of statement that they've made, and it rarely feels good. I don't think I've ever been judged where I went, yay, thanks. (laughs) That was really helpful. Thanks a lot for that. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we want to talk about judgment a bit. And, and why do we do that? Why do we go into judgment? What is judgment? And we're going to explore this in the show today. It's really a lot more prevalent than you would think. So I'm going to invite you to check this out for yourself. It's an inquiry that I've been involved in and in, in my own growth and development. I find I, I do judge a lot more than I re- realized and am in the process of changing that. Yes. I think many of us, we, we like to feel good about ourselves. And so we think, oh, I'm, I'm not judgmental. I don't judge people. But in fact, it comes out in a lot of different ways. And uh, it's, it's pretty prevalent. And after the show today, you might be much more aware of it being in and around and, and in yourself than you ever thought before. So judgment is making something or someone good or bad or right or wrong. So it's kind of weird. Judgment is still judgment, even if you make it good or right. It's still kind of a a judgment that comes out. But most judgment that we experience is usually the bad or wrong. Someone comes to you and says, oh, you're bad. You did this or you're wrong. You're just wrong for doing this or being this way or whatever. And uh, we can also be in judgment of ourselves. So that's kind of a dynamic that occurs as well. So when we are in judgment, it looks kind of like this. We oftentimes attribute uh, the assessment to the character of the person rather than just their behavior. I don't know if you've noticed, but if uh, you're driving in traffic and your exit is suddenly a lot closer than you thought, you look real quick in the mirror and pop over to the next lane, accidentally cutting somebody off, and they get mad. You can see their angry gestures in the car. And your response might be, give me a break. I'm just trying to take my exit. But if you were to flip that around, when somebody else cut you off, it's not just that they cut you off in that moment. We usually attribute that to their character. They're a bad driver, or they're an idiot, or they're just, uh, I don't know, they're, they're just not aware of their drive or whatever we want to say. We attribute it to their character. They're just a bad person for cutting people off. It wasn't a mistake or something that you may have done or anything else. It just kind of comes down to who they are. Yes. And maybe how their mama raised them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can transmute very, very quickly to, to what they did was wrong or bad to they are wrong or bad. Yes. Yeah. So it can also look like in a relationship you're communicating with somebody. Maybe you're not having the best of a conversation with somebody and words might come out. You always... Or you never, you can fill in the blank there, or you should, or you shouldn't, or shouldn't have. Shoulds are huge. Yes. You shouldn't go around shoulding all over people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because w- when you say something should be a different way or shouldn't be, it, it, it has built into it the judgment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or even worse is you are, the fill in the blank. A jerk. A jerk. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. Yeah. All those are judgments. And when we go into judgment, we tend to pull in the most negative interpretation of actions rather than giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's definitely part of judgment is a lot of assuming going on. Yeah, a lot of negative assumptions. And and when we get into judgment, sometimes I know I've done this myself. I catch myself in the middle. I'm like, oh, stop it. Uh, I get into a, a negative mental spin cycle where I'm just going around and around thinking about, you know, how bad this person is and they're this way and they always do this other thing and, you know, just going around and around. And that's part of the judgment. And uh, 
it's it's interesting. We think all of that is just going on inside of this, and it's not really affecting people. That that as we'll talk about later, that actually does affect people. So we can also be in judgment of ourself. Self judgment is not a great place to be in. And when we are in judgment of ourselves, that's when we're feeling bad about ourselves. We think things like "What's wrong with me?" or "I'm just such a failure." And we focus on our, our deficiencies and our failures rather than our successes. We usually have lots of successes, but then we get into self-judgment. We're only thinking about the times when we've not done well and when we failed. And when we do this, we're not empowered to move forward. We are demotivated, or you might we can make up a new word, anti-motivated. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we can get a spin cycle on ourselves as well. And that's where maybe some people would say, I'm so depressed. So that probably is different than clinical depression. But we can yeah. still get into a, a negative spin cycle uh, about ourselves and be in self-judgment. Being down. And then we're really starting to see all the bad things that we do. And why didn't we do better? And, yeah, it's pretty icky. Yeah. Yeah, pretty icky. I've been there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, ick. Ick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something I've been working on lately. Yeah. Yeah, especially my journey of growth because I was judging myself, why aren't I further along? And I realized I want to be a really exceptional person. And to to become that takes a lot of time and a lot of practice and a lot of learning. And it was nice because I really softened toward myself and not judging how long the journey is taking, but valuing where I'm at in the journey. Yeah. I recommend it highly. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of these things we talked about, it really boils down to inner work and, and how important that is to really work on our inner thoughts and our inner life. And, and that makes a really big difference, not only in, in our experience of life, but in how we interact with people and how we're there for other people as well. And I find it's, if I'm having a, a bad or negative inner life, inner thought life, it's very hard to be there for other people and to be there in a really, truly supportive way. It, it just doesn't work out so good. Mm -hmm. So there's a relationship between judgment and justification and resistance. So that may seem kind of obvious, but we wanted to point it out in case it's not as clear to some of you. But judgment produces resistance and justification. So I don't know if you've seen this. I've seen this pattern a lot. Someone says, hey, you're so lazy, or why did you do that? Or, you know, and it's this judgment. And it comes in, and, and my response almost immediately, without even thinking about it, lightning fast, is to start to explain why what I did was okay and just. Well, we have to, it's almost a way of protecting ourselves, right? Of defending ourselves when somebody's pushing up against us, we're going to want to push back yeah. to, to take care of ourselves, to, to be safe. So that's the problem with judgment is, is it, it sets people up to want to push back, to yes. resist. Yeah. It's almost like they have to. Yes. It's kind of like you said, when was the last time someone judged you and you're like, oh, thank you, that was very helpful, <laughs> right? Because you want to fight against it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's just always the natural response. You want to fight against it. You want to resist to that person. You want to resist what they're saying. And you want to justify that what you did was okay, that it makes sense, that you're really an okay person is ultimately what it comes down to. And so when we do, when we enter into this resistance uh, and we have this self-judgment, it ends up producing a lot of blame. So judgment is a kind of blaming uh, but a lot of times it causes us to get into a, a self-justification and a blaming state. And so in order to self-justify ourselves, we need to adjust the way we see the world and we end up seeing the good qualities in ourself and then we accentuate all the bad qualities in the other person. So this happens for the judger and the judgy. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. It probably has already happened for the person judging. Okay. And then they judge somebody, and their response is to self-justify, and it starts to happen for them as well. Right. So everybody starts seeing just how great they are because now they're needing to defend themselves or justify the original 
uh, judgment, and and then they start to minimize the good qualities of the other person to right. make themselves feel better. It, it's really a kind of a trippy dynamic to watch. It really is. Yeah, and it, and it happens pretty rapidly. Pretty rapidly, and the result is that our view of reality becomes distorted. And we are going to talk more about this right after the break. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back. We are talking today about thriving through curiosity. And there's uh, really it's about how we're navigating through life. And I find myself and so many others I see are navigating through life with judgment. And we're talking about judgment and how that appears, what that does to us. And then later on, we'll start talking about the curiosity piece and how that fits in. So today, if you'd like to join in the conversation, you can call the station at 866-576-1055. If you have any thoughts about judgment or questions about that, or maybe you feel like you've been judged and you want us to help you unpack that and understand maybe what's going on beneath the surface there. Or if you see yourself judging and you don't want to and you'd like to get some support around that, we'd be happy to talk with you. You can call in at 866-576-1055. Yeah, we also want to let you know that uh, if you missed past show recordings, you can go to theimpacthour.com and you can listen to past episodes there. You can also go to that website if you'd like to take us with you in a podcast. It'll have instructions there on how to connect uh, through Google Play and iTunes and others. So we've been talking about that when we are in a relationship, a dynamic with somebody, and there is judgment, the response to the judgment is to start to justify. And in that justification, we start to see and, and exaggerate the good qualities in ourselves and accentuate the bad qualities in the other person and our view of the world becomes distorted. And that's a natural result of the justification. In order for the justification to work, these are the things that just naturally occur. And because we accentuate the bad qualities in the other person, we start to judge them. So maybe not always, but frequently, judgment tends to produce more judgment. I don't know if you've experienced that. I know I have in the workplace where it just seems like the whole culture becomes a judgmental culture. It's what I call a blame-shame environment. I found that that would really demotivate me for wanting to go into work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Probably not so engaged if people are doing a lot of blaming. and. Yes. It, it becomes pretty harsh. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And some family dynamics get that way too. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the reasons we're talking about this today is that judgment hinders. It hinders change and it hinders growth. If you want to have an amazing impact in the world, coming from a place of judgment rarely works. So judgment causes the other person to dig in their heels. If you wanted to have influence over somebody and you were judging them, then they'll likely not benefit from our influence. They'll dig their heels in and not be influenced they, because they must resist. As we'll talk a bit more about that later, even if we're not 
directly expressing our judgment. We think, oh, that's just inside my head. I'm just, I'm just going to be as friendly as I can with this person. It often leaks out and it still creates that same response. And judgment takes people out of a resourceful state. At this point, both for the judger and the judgee, person being judged and the one being judgmental, they're not in a resourceful state. It takes them out. They're not looking for solutions anymore. So usually the one resisting is trying to explain how what they did was okay. They're trying to justify and, and trying to defend themselves. And then the person judging then feels like they have to reassert their judgment and explain to the person because they don't feel heard and they will reassert the judgment. And neither of them are looking for solutions at that point or looking for growth or change. Really becomes a, a stuck dynamic. It's, it's not about moving forward. It's really, you get those heels digging in and people taking their positions even stronger. It's not about moving forward and making change. Yes. Yep. And even if you're in judgment of yourself, that also takes you out of a resourceful state. So being disgusted with yourself doesn't really help you move forward. And being mad at someone else doesn't help them change. When blame enters into it, it just brings everything to a standstill. And when we do this, when we blame others, so let's say we are the person judging and we blame them, and we want something to change for us, let's say in this example, it's really not about them changing or them being influenced, but we want something to change for us and we're blaming them. What we're doing is we're saying it's their fault and the problem is theirs. And that relinquishes the power for us to make change ourselves, at least in the thought process and the verbal communication of it is it's their fault. And now we're waiting for them to fix it. So that's totally taken us out of the driver's seat of being resourceful and looking for possible options for going forward. Yeah. Blaming is, is just not helpful that way. Seeing, seeing how we're responsible and what we can do is a much more empowered stance. Yes, much more empowered. And even if it's maybe you don't find anything in yourself, it's worth the inquiry to say, how have I contributed to this? Where have I made it, made this outcome more likely and more hospitable to occur? How have I contributed to this outcome in some way so that gives you a chance to look at it and make a change? So we wanted to talk a little bit about what's it like? Why do we go into judgment? Where are we likely to experience judgment or to be judgmental? <laughs> I have something real quick on that before that before you go on. Okay. I have some judgment going on, and it's around the word judgment. <laughs> because every time I go to write it, it's missing the E after judge. Because if I was going to make a word, it would be judge with M-E-N-T at the end. And I wouldn't have dropped. Because who's going to have a D, a G, and an M slammed together? It's this big mess of consonants, and it messes me up every time. I need to use a spell checker. And I just find myself really because it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found that so ironic. Yes. It's silly, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I guess judging that's, the word judgment. That is a light example of judgment. <laughs> You're saying this is just wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. It shouldn't be this way. Anytime we're saying it shouldn't be this way or it's wrong, it's bad, that, that's a form of judgment. Yeah. And it's going to set into effect a dynamic that we don't want yeah. when it involves other people yeah, or ourselves. That's great. Yeah. yeah. When have you been in a conversation where either you or someone else said it, someone else said that's just so wrong? <sighs> that doesn't feel good. That's a judgment. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. I figure for the word judgment, they probably ran out of ease that day. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that's gracious, John. There you go. <laughs> So places where we might go into judgment is when you have teenagers. That's real easy. I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple. Yes. So we've learned that teenagers are exploring becoming their own person that's different from their parents. That's us. <laughs> so they're learning new ways of thinking, ways of dressing. They're experimenting with who they hang out with and what are their values. It's part of the growth process. It's really them taking on things for themselves. So even like belief systems, do they believe it just because their parents did 
or are they going to believe it because they actually believe it themselves? And that's just part of that growth stage. And when they're doing that, of course, it's very different from the parents. So the parents are looking at their kid and their kid's trying out stuff that's like the opposite of what the parent would be doing and saying. It's pretty hard to be not in judgment when that occurs. I don't want that. I don't want my kid believing that way, dressing that way, making those choices, valuing those things. That's that's like very different than what I want. I want it to be different. Yeah. And it's so easy to just step into judgment and say it should not be that way. That's wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. The other place where we might go into judgment is the work environment. Talked a little bit about that before, but it's so easy to go into a blaming mode at work when it's all tied to performance and pay. So if you make a mistake at work, when your pay might be affected by the mistake, it's easy, it's tempting to want to blame somebody else for it and to go into justification and and explain why we were right in making the mistake and whatever decision we'd made. Well, it makes sense if you're blamed that you're going to want to defend yourself. Yes. Especially, like you said, pay, position, all that is on the line. That's like setting people up to to have that kind of response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when people, especially managers, start blaming, it creates a culture of non-responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. And blame, of course, is directly tied to judgment. And so we enter into a judgment and justification cycle at work. And eventually the cultures get set up where people feel like they must find the person at fault before they can fix the problem. And I can tell you by experience that is not a fun environment to be in. Mm-hmm. It's very demotivating. Yeah, even if they try to do it in, in a jesting or joking kind of fashion, oh, you know, this is funny, we're going to find out who did this. Okay, you can't mask judgment and humor. Just trust me, it doesn't work. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try. Right. <laughs> yep. And when they're in that cycle, people stop looking at how they've contributed to the problem. And so, you know, nobody or very rarely are people looking at it going, oh, here's, here's how I have contributed and, and here's, here's what I can do to change this culture in here. A couple other places where we might be find ourselves in judgment is in traffic or in email. It's easy to dehumanify people when they're not really in front of us. When they're in a car, we see the car, the email, or the message, but not the person. We see it in politics. I see it in politics all the time. Just notice is the other side people who have hopes, dreams, and fears just like you do, or are they just a bunch of idiots? Depending on how you're thinking about them, you possibly are in judgment. Or it happens a lot in marriage or with significant relationships just because we're so much in and around each other in and through life. People do things that we don't like. It affects us, and so it's easy to go into judgment. Anything to add to that, Rena? Yeah, well, there's plenty of opportunities to go into judgment. And if we're not aware of it, it rides out and affects people in such a way that it actually has a negative impact on ourselves. So we're having all kinds of effect that we don't want to have. So that's why we wanted to kind of highlight some areas where it's really easy to go into judgment. So I want to in- encourage the listeners to you all to consider where do you struggle most with judgment? Because that'll be your greatest opportunity for creating change. So we're about to head into a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about curiosity and how to get out of judgment. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Quinn here, host of The Good Life Show on 105.5 There's a new show I want you to check out. It's The Happy Hour with Rob Werner, airing Monday afternoons at 4 p.m. A 32-year mortgage veteran, Rob will be showcasing local business and adding value to your financial future. So tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. for The Happy Hour or watch episodes online at thehappyhourwithrobwerner.com. See you soon. 
If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. This is Rob Warner with Guild Mortgage Company. Here's an important mortgage tip for you. Did you know homebuyer down payment assistance programs are not reserved only for first-time homebuyers? If you have owned a home previously and are looking to get back in the market, there may be options for you, too. Find out more at 916-932-0265. That's 916-932-0265. Or find me at robwarnerhomeloans.com. NMLS number 825102, Guild Mortgage Company, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3274, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. What if I told you there's a wealth management firm that offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee? Think it doesn't exist? Think again. Hi, I'm Mo Ansari, president of Compaq Asset Management. When you start a new relationship with Compaq, we'll create your customized investment portfolio and financial plan dedicated to help you reach your goals. Try us out for a year. If you're not happy for any reason, you'll get all of the management and maintenance fee that you paid refunded. This is our 100% satisfaction guarantee. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword talk to Mo to find out more. Again, from your cell phone, dial pound 250, keyword talk to Mo. Satisfaction guarantee doesn't apply to fees and commissions charged by third parties for such things as insurance products or mutual fund redemptions. It also doesn't apply to any market losses which might occur in an account. For additional information regarding this guarantee, please see the disclosure brochure available at the time you enroll or upon request. Compact Asset Management is a registered investment advisor. Funds custodian Fidelity Institutional Wealth Services member FINRA SIPC. Wednesday morning at 8 on Money 105.5, it's Beyond the Numbers, your weekly look at the real-life issues related to your business, your taxes, and your money. With your hosts, Mark Bellows, a certified public accountant with over 25 years of experience, and Katie McConnell, certified public accountant and professional of human resources. Find Mark and Katie online at claconnect.com. That's CLAConnect.com. Go beyond the numbers with Mark Bellows and Katie McConnell Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're so glad that you've joined us, and today we're talking about curiosity, kind of the benefits of being curious as it relates to judgment. Finding uh, John was describing how damaging judgment can be. I think it's fascinating because it seems like judgment is an internal process. It's my own thoughts, right? I have a right to have my own thoughts. And while that's true for you too, you have a right to your own thoughts, I want you to know that your thoughts actually affect other people. What happens is that what you're thinking affects how you're feeling and how you're feeling is reflected in how you're being. 
and I'm, I'm going to outline that. I'm going to show you, break it down for you. But I can just about guarantee that if you're judging other people, you're affecting them. It kind of oozes out whether you mean it to or not. Like I said, it's just how you're being. It's how you're showing up. It's what you're thinking, and that's affecting all kinds of aspects of yourself and your experience. And even when you're trying your hardest, I'm speaking from experience, and I'll tell you about that. Even when we're trying our hardest, it comes out, and other people feel judged. And it sets in motion that dynamic of them needing to defend themselves and justify themselves. A great example, I went for a walk through my neighborhood the other evening. It was around 5 o'clock, and you could try this for yourself as a trip. I'm going to try it a few more times and, like, take notes because it was fascinating seeing people as they're transitioning from their day to their evening, coming home from work, hearing interactions between people. One in particular really struck me. I was walking by the house and the car was in the driveway and the back of the car was open and there were a bunch of bags of groceries and a lady had just approached the front door, opened it and hollered in. Are you gonna help me with these groceries or what? And I like, I'm certain that my eyebrows went up and I like looked over, I didn't mean to, but I'm like, what's going on? And the person inside very defensively responded, I have a child in my arms. I was thinking, God, look, how can you even respond to us that mean kind of, I don't even know how to say that, that judgmental statement or inquiry, you know, best thing I could think of if somebody was like really grounded and not set off emotionally, which is the normal response when someone comes at you, coming at you like that, a person might have said, you know, I have a child in my arms. He was crying for an hour. I just <coughs> got him calmed down. Would, would you like to hold him and I can go get the groceries for you? Like somebody who wasn't really, you know, sucked into the dynamic might have been able to say that, but that person would be really exceptional. It's pretty hard not to get sucked in when it's so thick with judgment. Yeah. Are you going to help with these groceries or, or what? Yeah. I would have wanted to defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people would. So I don't think that that lady set out and said, you know what? I'm feeling judgmental. I'm just going to let it out. What happened is it just came out. This is how it happens. This, I talk about it being a way of being. If you're being judgmental, it oozes out whether you mean it to or not. You think it's internal, but how it's coming out is consider the volume of your voice. It's going to tend to be louder. You've got certain words that are emphasized, such as, or what? <laughs> Even the specific choice of words. I mean, when, how often do you go around saying, or what? Like that. And the speed or cadence it's also going to tend to be faster it's pressured there's a lot of pressure and intensity behind these words so that's just the way that we're speaking not just the words but how we're saying them beyond that there's all the body language that goes into it so it could be as extreme as somebody having their arms crossed a really <clears throat> closed body posture it could be the brow being furrowed. It could be like a flash. They call that a micro expression. We, the real emotion shows on our face and then we regain control. <laughs> so it might just be that the, the sides of the mouth, the corners of the mouth get drawn down into a frown ever so briefly. People will pick up on that. They feel the judgment. They feel you pushing against them and it sets them up to want to push back and to, to resist. Just imagine saying, I love you to somebody while you're angry. <laughs> How would that look? Yeah, no, brow furrowed, frown, harsh word, harsh language, or, you know, harsh yeah. tone of voice. What message would they really receive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to be consistent. Huh? That's yeah. because how we're being just, just influences how people experience us. That's why it's so important. I can speak to this from experience and I've, I've learned a lot and in the process of improving myself in this area. It was in January, our son, our 17 year old son was in downtown Sacramento late on like a Saturday night for an event. And it makes me a little nervous having him, we, we live about a half hour away. And 
it makes me nervous having that far away. The kids, how are they influencing him? What kind of decisions is he making? Honestly, I get kind of anxious. So he had texted to see if he could get a ride home early. One of his friend's parents was going to pick him up, but it wasn't going to be till later, and he wanted to come home. I'm like, well, hallelujah. <laughs> he wants to come home. Let's go get him. <laughs> and, and John wasn't feeling well. He's the driver. I, I, I don't drive. And he um, was sick that night. I think he even had a bit of a fever. And I was, I was upset. It wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to be able to go pick up our kid. And I started, dude, I pulled out these memories that were like, 17 years old <laughs> I remembered when our son was an infant and I had a fever and I fixed dinner anyways and I'm like well I do that you can do that too so this is what's going on in my mind did not keep that attitude that those feelings to myself it oozed out terribly it came out in words <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure your experience wasn't wasn't very good I was very harsh and judgmental and said that I thought he should do it anyways and I was just really and I tried to not be and that that was the real takeaway I saw it unfolding and I couldn't stop myself so I wanted to encourage you all to let you know that this is a growth process I mean it would be delightful if you listened to the show and like tomorrow boom you didn't judge people more likely it's going to be a process so the first step is to realize that after it's happened and it's kind of like, oh, dude, I totally blew that. I was like totally judging and it was totally all over him. And no wonder he responded the way he did, right? That's the first step. The second step is to see yourself doing it in the moment. And, and if you're like me, sometimes it's unfolding and we can't stop it. And it's a little frustrating. I find it almost painful to, because I'm aware and I don't have the resources yet to, to make any choice. The third step, once we've been through that enough we learn and we're able to make a new choice as we approach it we can choose to get out of the judgment and have it have things go down better so I'm going to talk about how to get out of judgment really the solution is around acceptance and curiosity both of those are kind of opposites on a continuum you've got on one hand, acceptance, and on the other hand, judgment. On one hand, you have curiosity, and on the other hand, you have being assuming. So we are going to talk about acceptance and curiosity. And when we're accepting somebody, where they're at, what they're doing, including ourselves, John talked about self-judgment. So we're accepting the person for where they're at right now understanding and recognizing that they're in a process probably not going to be that way forever and if they are that'll be okay too but just for right now that's where they're at it's kind of like a snapshot of them in time it's not necessarily a reflection of who they are we don't need to get into their character and go really deep like that this is where they're at right now and the choices that they're making When we accept people, when we're in acceptance instead of judgment, we break the cycle of resistance and judgment that, that John talked about. So we break that, that cycle that's so detrimental and so not helpful for us or for them. And it's really accepting them for where they're at right now. That's all. So I had a, a delightful conversation with our financial advisor, I think the world of him. His name is Mark Schumacher, and I hope to introduce him to you sometime. He had been talking to us about a situation, and you could tell that it's not what he would want. And he described it to us, and he said, and that's okay. And I was fascinated. And then he said it again, something else that would totally not be cool. And he's like, and that's okay. And so I, had to, I went back and I asked him, like, tell me about this, and that's okay. That is so exceptional. Where'd you learn it? And he said he just finally got to the came to the conclusion through experience that he can't fix or change people. And it was really wearing on him. And maybe you can relate. You're wanting to fix people, change people, and it's wearing you down. It's frustrating you. It's hurting the relationship. So I'm really working on taking this on for myself, something that's kind of rubbing me the wrong way and just simply saying, and that's okay. It's kind of an odd dynamic, but if you accept the other person for where they're at right now, that it's just a snapshot in time, 
you're actually leaving them free to change, whereas you judge them, you would tend to hold them in their current state. Because when we judge them, then they must resist and they dig their heels in, and it makes it harder for them to change. So it's kind of a, a contradiction. It's non-intuitive. But by avoiding judgment and being accepting, we're actually freeing them up to grow and to change easier than by being in judgment. That's right. So really having compassion for people is, is really going to be helpful. Like you'd mentioned, seeing them as somebody who has hopes and dreams and fears, just like you do. So let them be a human and have compassion for who they are and for their experience. If you want to have more compassion, you're going to need to get curious. So we're going to dive into curiosity when we come back from the break. I want you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Right now, I am going to talk to you about curiosity and the absolute benefits of being curious for overcoming judgment and helping people respond to you better. This is really great stuff. Curiosity leads to understanding. When we are when we're seeking to understand people, it really has a really positive effect on them. They feel valued, that you like actually care for them because you're willing to understand them. You get them. That's a basic need that people have is to feel like people understand and value who they are. So this is really key, being curious and seeking to understand people. Now, you got to be curious from the right place. Being curious as a, as a thin mask over judgment's not going to go over good. Like I said, the judgment's going to come out, so you can't be like, so what were you thinking anyways? That does not count as curiosity. <laughs> curiosity is really seeking to understand the person's, their thoughts, their feelings, their experiences. It's seeking to understand their desires and what motivates them. Doesn't it feel good when somebody seeks to understand you at that level? And don't you think that people are going to respond to that much better than you telling them what they should or shouldn't do or what they did was wrong or bad? Curiosity, it benefits not just us. It benefits the other person, too. So we'll certainly have more peace, right? We have a better experience. We'll have more compassion and understanding which leads to more acceptance. It's good stuff all the way around and how that can look. Just asking questions to understand the person. You might say something like, tell me more about that. What's that why is that so important to you? If you're having a, an, a point that you're disagreeing on, find out why. Why do they value that so much? Ask them, what's that like for you? That tells them that you want to understand their experience. In fact, you can just say, help me understand, and go ahead and fill in the blank and let them share. Regarding judging yourself, it can be more like, hmm, I wonder why I'm feeling like this. 
kind of checking it out. Well, isn't that interesting? I, I wonder what's happened in my past that kind of resembles this. Maybe I'm bringing some of my past experiences into my current life right now and have compassion. Try to understand. That's compassionate curiosity. Being curious because you care is powerful. Just a small caveat on this. A person who's really committed to seeing you as judgmental, they might not hear this you being genuinely curious. They might not be able to accept that you're really wanting to understand them. So give them grace if they're really committed to seeing you as judgmental. Maybe you did something to help build that up and it'll take time. Just expressing genuine concern for who they are before you can even have a conversation that's productive around the thing that you're judging. Yeah, so some of these practices can take time. Yes. They take time to build up with a person and to build trust uh, where they can start to open up and start to, to share more. Mm -hmm. So on one level, you can, there's tolerance, right? Tolerance is like where you put up with something even though it's distasteful to you. Acceptance is that it's, it's really actually okay. And it's possible to be okay with something and really want it different. Those those can actually coexist together. The third level is that of love. So tolerance, acceptance, and then love. When we're really loving somebody, honestly, we do want what's best for them. And we recognize that judging and not accepting is not beneficial and does not move the person forward. So being judging is actually not loving because it's not helpful. Dude, if it was helpful, I'd totally be behind it. I'd be like, yeah, do it, go for it. But it doesn't help the person a lick, and it actually causes a lot more damage than yeah. help. If it was helpful, I'd be like, woohoo, I got, <laughs> I got it going on. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and it's interesting, regarding acceptance, you can't really impose it on people. And, and I see this a lot in our society today, you know, accept me. And, and what that does is you, when you're pushing hard on somebody, they're going to push back. Acceptance is something that people need to come to themselves. And I recognize you to go for an even higher standard, that of love. I don't know, maybe you can relate. If you've got a friend who they keep doing the same pattern and hurting themselves, you know, maybe in a relationship, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, you really want what's best for them. <clears throat> But judging them and not accepting where they're at is, is going to help them to stay stuck, stay stuck. So that's why it's important to accept people. It's tough, though. You know, your friend is in a, maybe they're in an abusive relationship over and over again. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't want that for them. It's so, it'd be so easy to just go into judgment. And it's so hard to just be there accepting while they're, they're in this harmful relationship. And loving them through it. Yeah. And have you ever done a pattern in your life that was harmful, hurting yourself over and over again? Oh. <laughs> and wouldn't you want your friends and loved ones to, to be there by you through it? Yeah. I get it. I yes. get it. There's one more topic I really wanted to address, and that's of Christians and judgment. John and I are both Christian, and we recognize that Christians in general are labeled judgmental. We've got a rap. That's a bad rap, you know, a reputation for judging other people. So I wanted to address that first to folks who are listening, those of you who are Christian, and then to those of you who aren't. First of you, who, those of you who are Christian, I want to encourage you to recognize this dynamic that we've described today and recognize that you judging other people's behaviors is not beneficial and helpful for getting them to know God. It's and not working. It's not working. It actually drives people further from God when we're judging them and or their behaviors. Like I said, if it worked, I would be behind it. It is counterproductive and hurting. It's actually keeping people from coming to, from accepting God. So I wanted to encourage you to take that on for yourself, a more loving place where you can accept people where they're at and share God's love with them. Because even if you change their behaviors, that doesn't help them to know God. 
It's a very, very, actually critical distinction. And if you are not a Christian and are listening to me, I want to apologize on the behalf of my fellow Christians for anybody who has judged you or your behaviors, told you what you or what you did is wrong or bad. These people are doing the best that they can, and I believe I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they really care, and they don't know that what they're doing is harmful and not helpful. So they're doing the best that they know how to do. And so, unfortunately, what it does is it brings about this cycle, and maybe you felt it too, that you want to judge them back. And so I just want to let you know that the truth is that God loves you. And that's what's most important. If your behaviors aren't perfect, well, neither are mine. <laughs> and that's They're okay. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can relate. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's really not about the behaviors. It's really about the relationship with God, which I have to say is the bomb, knowing Jesus. And I say that, and it sounds kind of silly when I say it out loud, but that's my experience. <laughs> yes. It's, it's really the best experience in life is to have a personal relationship with God, and that's what's most important. You think about the perfect person, the perfect person who would accept you the way you'd want to be accepted, who would listen the way they want, you'd want them to listen, who will encourage you the way you want to be encouraged. All of that is embodied by Jesus, who is God. That's, that's the person that we want to introduce you to and help you to know because that's, I don't know, and a lot of times it's not presented that way. You yeah. Know, what what people hear is God hates this kind of person or that kind of person. And he doesn't. He loves them, loves it's, you. Couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. God doesn't hate people. Mm. That's beautiful. God loves people, all of us, all of you, and he wants you to know that. So I encourage you to consider that for yourself. Take it on for yourself. One final thought in closing is when we are in judgment of other people, it's often sometime, something about ourselves that we really can't stand. And that's what causes the intense emotional response that we have. So hope you take this to heart and get more curious. Thanks for listening to the Impact Hour. <laughs>